Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silent Podcast, the place to where everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah. Back again with the Bounce Checks crew. Yes, we have Katie, Lance, Josie, and myself. But obviously, this is not a regular podcast. Yes. We have the queen of Lays, the queen of Big Brother 24 here, Taylor, our winner. Taylor, we are so excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. I love the queen of Lays is the new thing. I will I'll never <laughs> turn back on a potato chip. And they have decided to be very kind to me as well. So I'll, queen of Lays, queen of BB24, queen of the people as well with AFP. So thank you. As deserved. Yeah. Trust yes. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking a little bit about queens, like, I know me personally, I'm, like, a big pageantry guy, so, like, when the cash dropped, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Taylor Miss Michigan, like, Miss Congeniality, so, like, for me, it was such such a refreshing time to, like, see you, such a refreshing, like, time to, like, root for you throughout this season, I just want to say thank you for, like, you know, giving us that, we love it. Oh, my God, Lance, thank you so much, no, I, I felt like coming in here, because I'm not the biggest super fan I'm only familiar with the game because of the cookout last season that's the first season that I watched in real time 
Um, I just, I felt like being a pageant girl, I thought the fans would hate it when I dropped on the scene. I thought the fans would be like, that's another girl that just wants to be an influencer. Get her out of here. Yeah. And, you know, I was always very conscious of that in the game. So I did a lot of research going in because I wanted to be respectful of the fan base and, you know, being on the other side now and realizing that I had a lot of people rooting for me from the jump. Like it just, it's yes. very, very shocking to me. So it's really cool being out and seeing the well, how well I was received early on. Yeah. Um, on that same vein as Lance, I also wanted to take the time to say like, thank you in general, just cause, you know, um, I know that you had mentioned how you were kind of advocating and fighting for women, black women in the past, but I really, want you to know how much of an impact you did for the players of the future not even just the U.S. I'm Canadian so I'm watching yeah so I literally shed tears when you won it was so beautiful to see someone so poised and regal and hold themselves to the standard that you did facing adversity and you did it spectacularly and truly truly from the bottom of my heart like I want to say thank you for like everyone like we have been tweeting since day one since the first shimmy like we have been here and we were so you know especially this crew when we were podcasting <laughs> we were holding it down for you like everyone uh, thank you <laughs> thank you so much for everything and now we can kiki you know talk about the game ask the questions you know do our thing but we wanted to say thank you no, thank, thank you very much. You all saw what I went through in that house and knowing that not letting go and holding on to the larger reason why I decided to say yes, um, you know, because there are a lot of people whose long-term dream it is to get into the game. Brittany, it was her long-term dream and goal to get mm-hmm. there. For me, I felt like I did not deserve to be there. Um, but from, the, from very early, I was like, oh, I had this thing that got me access Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have done my research and earned the respect of the fans, um, and to never let go of that why it's, it's really, really important to me that it did resonate. So thank you for doing what you've done on the outside while I was on the inside. <laughs> Taylor, were you surprised at the reception coming out of the house and how, I mean, really, truly from day one, even preseason, I think, you know, the mm-hmm. cast dropped, I think the day before and everybody from the get go was just rooting for you from the start and it just never let up. It just got like people just put their foot on the gas even harder for you. Were you surprised? Like we were unrelenting <laughs> for you <laughs> outside of the house while you were in there. Shocked, shocked. Like, truly, I, it's what I just said. I thought that it was going to be, here's another girl. She doesn't respect the game. She doesn't know anything. She just binge watched a bunch of seasons. And she's showing up and she's talking all this big talk and she's going to flail out. Like, we know how this goes. I just, you tell me, what was it that resonated for you guys? Because there were times when I was just in that DR and I'm being like, I know you can't answer this question for me, <laughs> but do people just at least like me? Like, just a little bit. And they're like, Taylor you know we can't tell you and I was like, yeah. like what is it like because I'm going through hell in here so yeah. please I, tell me like what was it from the jump yeah. that really for you guys I, I think it was definitely just like um on you were unapologetically yourself you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying it's like we don't really see a lot of authenticity uh with the show and everything so just you and your personality and just willing to have fun and the way you carry yourself and all that stuff it was just so dope to watch so um that was definitely <laughs> a big thing to why I think everyone loved you yeah, and honestly, for me, it was that, like, first uh, shade out to, like, walking across and you could see, like, the jealous looks. I was like, oh, my God. She just earned, like, the the best walk-in mm-hmm. of Big Brother history. 
in that beautiful dress. And I'm like, okay, this is my girl. She's walking across <laughs> that stage like she's ready to get that Miss USA crown. Like you said on week one, like you are trying to be the queen of Big Brother and look what happened. So I think okay. it was just like your poise and like how you came across was just real. And then even leading into the first week as us as fans, especially us feeders, who like watched some of the crazy things be said and how one thing got flipped over and turned into your whole trajectory of what your game was. It just made us resonate and pull in even more. Like, this is our girl. Like we had times where we questioned, like, do we want to still cover this? This is a little nasty. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> we had to be like, no, let's push through because let we, we, we need to talk about every stage that Taylor makes it through this game and look at it, made all the way to the end and one. So it was amazing. One twice over. <laughs> <laughs> made history. Over and uh, over and over again. I thank you guys for forging through because it can be really easy to say when things get ugly, this does not deserve coverage. Mm -hmm. But I think you guys made a really hard decision in saying, no, we are going to, um, we're going to watch this. We're going to stick it through and we're going to talk about this very honestly because yeah. there is a lot of, oh, it's just the game. I was just playing the game. Mm -hmm. uh, but the way that things played out for me is that it was very personal. Like The things that were said about me were very personal. There were things that crossed many lines. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes maybe you can play that game as long as you make it clear to the person that you're talking about, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in places and say some things that I don't want to do. Uh, but that just wasn't the case for me. So right. for you all to decide, we are going to be honest, we're going to stick through this and show the world the truth and communicate and break down why this resonates and why it's important for the real world. You know, my success in this game would not be possible without the hard work that you did. And I thank you for that. Oh, you're so sweet um I literally love okay anyways but I'm uh, I'm curious prior to being in the house because obviously you have to go through the process the casting process did it ever cross your mind how your identity can impact your game I know you know we have just started uh, a lot of initiatives to ensure that the cast is 50% BIPOC which is a huge step um in reality tv which we're very thankful for um and we've seen progress, but did, was that a contributing part to how you knew you're going to go through the casting process and how you would have to navigate the game? Uh, well, I was always very transparent in the casting process. I, I always said, I know that it's going to be hard for me as a Black woman to make people feel comfortable. I know it's going to be harder for me as a very confident woman to make people feel comfortable, particularly the men. Um, I but I said, I'm not afraid to overcome those barriers. And personally, I'm very used to my first split assumption that people have about me is, oh, this girl, she thinks she's too good for us. But then I opened my mouth and people were like, oh, wait, no, like, you're actually really cool. And I, was, I knew that was going to be the case going into the game. I knew that was going to be the case for the first day. But I did not think that would be the case for the entire 24 hours and then majority of the game. I anticipated that I the cold impression melting away after a first conversation. And unfortunately it didn't, and I had a lot of work to overcome, but I was always very cognizant of the way that things were interpreted because as a black woman in the real world, you just have to be more cognizant than other people do. And, you know, unfortunately that's what I knew I was getting into in the game. And that was the point that I knew I had to prove just by being the example here. Yeah. Um, Taylor, out of curiosity, cause uh, um, Obviously, when you finally did get in the game and you're meeting all these personalities and stuff, uh, what's your first impressions on like all these people uh, when uh, you just met all of them? Well, I'm really just thinking everybody's a good time. I'm looking at Paloma. I think she's hilarious. Indy, I think it's hilarious. Monty, Kyle, they look like your prototypical strong big brother players. Joseph just looked like a little like dingbat riding around. I mean, everyone <laughs> seems so 
so young and fun and full of energy. And I swear, Kyle was on like level 15 first day. It was giving Disney Channel energy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm old for this or what. It was giving like, hey guys, welcome for this. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, we can be friends, but I just, I, I need that. I'm an introvert. It's too much. Like I'm an introvert, but you know. <laughs> I really had nothing bad to say about anybody on that first day because you're just mm-hmm. now feeling each other out. Um, there are two people. Oh my God. Like Nicole, I thought was this badass, And I thought she and I were going to connect really well. Um, there are two people that I was like, I need to look out for these two in the game. Hmm. It was Amira and it was Michael because of how they were dressed. I saw Michael had this fun cat shirt on and he just, Oh, you know, Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, everything's really cool. I was like, uh, 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 uh. I see your photo on the memory wall and you got a little smirk. He's like, oh, and his photo, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. Well, that, because every photo is intentional. I was like, <laughs> too hard. Sums up with this. Okay. And I did, okay. I did think that he was a member of Menstiv. I never said it out loud. And I know it's going to sound like I'm lying because I'm saying it now, but I did think that. <laughs> also, Amira, mm-hmm. if I'm walking into this game, with my hair all curled up, full face of makeup, glammed out, heels on. And Amira, another black woman, is walking in in the super casual ponytail, just here to chill type of situation, some sneakers. I'm thinking, uh-uh, no. <laughs> that is intentional. She's trying to downplay any sort of threat or attention. Something's going on. And then I saw her photo on the memory wall, too, and she's got a little smirk in hers, too. I said, no, 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 no. These two sums up there's either something very smart or very strategic about these two and i either need to work with them or i am going to be sent home by them now i'm yeah. one of them and then right. i'm sent home yeah i mean <laughs> you even had jasmine miss butterbean um dressed up in her like fancy dancy outfit yes. so yeah I, I get what you're saying about like that whole like intentional and things so like what was like your main main thought process and like the pre-jury part of the game like when your back was basically against the wall a lot of those early weeks before like the leftovers was formulated that was just survival you know you would think that their strategy and I remember coming into the game because I was all up on the reddit boards and I remember Mm -hmm. someone (laughs) saying when your back is against the wall there are always like in alliances that they formed if they haven't really formed there are always people who are stragglers on the outside mm-hmm. and I went through a roller coaster on week three the night before the letter was from joseph's birthday what a what a wild ride um but i just remember thinking i'm alone i've just had this massive blow up against me i'm playing this comp i'm very clearly the backdoor target and the one who will go home and if i win this thing my two allies are sitting on the block Brittany is my closest ally and she will go home so I'm thinking, one, I kind of want to throw the comp because I had enough in the confrontation with Daniel and Nicole. It wasn't just that Daniel mm-hmm. was yelling at me. It was the fact that nobody else was stepping in to help mm-hmm. me out. That's when I said, this might be enough for me. This might be it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't end up throwing Woodstack. I seriously considered it, uh, but I, I still tried really hard and I lost. But I remember sitting on my bed and feeling really defeated and I'm thinking, who is on the outside who is alone who feels isolated but when you're looking at people like kyle monty joseph they seem like the most socially integrated people in the house so i never would have thought that there are people that i'd be aligned with and i'm thinking michael and Brittany. i know those are my two but who else is being outcast and literally while i'm sitting on my bed you see my face is completely fallen and some of the people come to kind of comfort me knowing they're going to vote me out that week 
that's when Kyle comes over and he daps me up and he says, I'm still in the game. Come to HOH. Monty comes over and says, something's going on that we're not part of. Come upstairs tonight. And I go and talk to Joseph because I just needed a friend. And he's giving me these words of encouragement. And I'm like, why are you doing this? I'm clearly going home. I did not know as far as something that was bubbling up. So, you know, the strategy was survival. The strategy was to try to think smartly, but I really did get lucky in having other people get to the connection first because they were just more socially ingrained, intergrained, inter, God, they were more socially entwined <laughs> with the house than I ever was in that game. So I did get lucky, but, you know, I think from that point, I was able to get my footing and really start to play the game from there. Out of curiosity, um, have you spoken to like Paloma or Daniel or like Nicole or any of these people like since all that? Um, I've been clued in a little bit to what uh, Paloma's reception was outside of her week in the house. And uh, no, I, I haven't heard anything from Paloma, unfortunately. I was hoping that there'd be some sort of uh, making amends there, but I just I haven't heard anything from her. Uh, the most I've contacted Daniel was on finale night and I gave him a hug and I just said, I hope there's no bad blood. And he said, oh, for sure. I have since seen some other things online, but mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all, we all choose our path. And with Nicole, that's a really interesting case. I still have to go back and watch a lot of things. Um, but the thing with Nicole is that she and I actually hit it off really well that first right. few weeks. I was informed mm-hmm. that the connection that she and I had was true and honest. Uh, she just, fully aligned and subscribed to somebody else's line of thinking that was very toxic but mm-hmm. she has taken accountability for what she's done and she's been very mm-hmm. active in making amends and that. that is what I expect you know I'm not gonna say I don't care how ugly it gets but if you can own your shit and mm-hmm. be willing to go through it and be receptive then I'm willing to rebuild that type of friendship because I really I love Nicole Dow and I really do yeah. like her so mm-hmm. You know, I have to take the time to process and watch those episodes and really confront her about the things that she said, because I know they're very ugly, but she is willing to walk that path with me. And if there's anybody, and it sounds like majority of the cast, who really made things ugly, I just ask that they own their things first. They come to me first. I can't go to them first. They have to come mm-hmm. to me. But right. I want there to be a base for me to have that conversation when I'm, when I'm really seeping through it all. I love that. I'm so speaking of pre-jury, I want to talk about this phenomenon called Taylor's Karma. Um ah, yeah. for baby. Here she comes. She, yes. works. she works nine to five and then some. She is constantly active. I when I tell you every week, it was like baby was like backstage pass. All of us are like praying. We're like, if, if Taylor gets evicted, if it's a competition, let let her do her thing. Yeah. Don't even have to compete. Great. And then week after week, we see this this, this phenomenon, this switch. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's with different people. Like um, at one point we had Amira and Nicole kind of get that vote for Pooch out. Then we see another switch with some other completely different people. Then we see the leftovers. And it was, it was she was working. She was working. She, overtime. Overtime. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so curious. Has the Taylor uh, Karma concept always been a thing or did she just really kick into high gear this season? Look, she kicked into high gear this season. I don't know. Maybe it was just a matter of confidence in the outside world, but that Karma, clearly I had some checks to cash and I cashed them all. I was in that house, (laughs) the big bank, real big bank now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Look, with 
backstage playing out the way that it did. I didn't find out about how it should have played out until a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I did not know there was an America's vote for backstage. I did not know how many people would have actually competed in that comp. But I do know, I'll tell you one thing. I did know, because Julie told us, that the House would have voted on who on the block would have competed. And I don't care who I was going up against. I would have won that thing staying in the House. Absolutely. So. Right. That's why we wasn't as the fans, when we started finding out stuff, we was like, okay. Oh, she's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. And y'all said Britney. So I was like, you got my ally. I'm still in this. We're good. But no, Taylor's karma, she she paid off. She had some big paydays. <laughs> yeah, do you ever th- go back and think about how things might have been different if Paloma was remained in the game at that point? Like, it, it feels like that was really... The, the first turning point of many turning points um, for the, in the game, just not only for you, but just in general on like how things were going to play out. Do you feel like that is where it all first started? Or do you feel like even if Paloma stayed in the game, like maybe things would have still worked out the same way? You know, a lot of, and thankfully I was able to have these conversations with Alyssa, but a lot of the biases that were pushed onto me were driven because of biases that people were very protective over Paloma, even before, mm-hmm. um, you know, what ended up happening with her. And you just have to ask yourself why. Why, not only, oh, I'm getting a little shady now. Why <laughs> were people so protective over this young white presenting woman? And why were they so um, intimidated by a confident, strong black woman? And mm. what was that made us be opposing people instead of people that would work together? And, you know, as someone who values beauty and aesthetics, and I know Paloma also does. Like, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. She loves fashion. She does interior design. I wonder why we had to be on opposite sides when I so somnously wanted to be someone who could drive and um, really beat the drum for all the women working together. So it was really disappointing to see. And I've seen enough. (laughs) I will say I've seen enough. Please stop tagging me in in those (laughs) I've seen enough to know that she and really Monty were doing a lot of the driving mm-hmm. that forced the narrative to make it easy to bully me. Um, she was not bullied. In fact, I had nothing but good things to say about her. And when I talked to Monty, what I was really doing was trying to protect both the girls and the guys. I didn't want there to be conflict based in gender, even though I was low-key trying to start an all-girls alliance. So, yeah, because we know you're the ultimate go- girls girl, right? Yes. Thank you. Yes, it's in my Instagram bio. Like, I am the ultimate girls girl. I have a freaking award. Miss Congeniality that says I am the ultimate girls girl. Right. Um, but yeah, I think if Paloma's in the game, I think that that second week, even if I completely bodied backstage, I think that narrative would have been so staunchly ingrained in the men's heads that I had to go. And the woman would have been behind behind her too. I, I definitely just wanted to pick your brain real quick because uh, I feel like there's a huge misconception of people who think that you just got to the end because you're a black woman. Um, people felt bad. Like, honestly, in my mind, like uh, I, I saw you almost like this person in the middle of these two huge alliances. Like there's the guys, there's the girls, and then you're just kind of there and you kind of establish yourself as like, uh, hey, I'm a tool, like use me. You know, I want to get in here. Like uh, in everyone try to take advantage of that and like bring you in and like let's use Taylor and slowly but surely they deteriorated and got themselves out like like uh what made you think of doing that because that was such a good move well when you are as much of a threat as I was I you can look at me and be like oh she's a physical threat oh she's a social threat she's kind of smart and, oh no she's really pretty so she's gonna flirt with all the boys like, there are so many different ways that people can think that I'm a threat in the game 
and to have been on the block and to have been so severely bullied, my biggest weapon was the strength of uh, being seen as a tool, an asset, not something to be afraid of. And so I said, yes, like you go ahead, please use me, please keep me in this game, please underestimate me and think that you have more power over me and that I'm disposable when ultimately, sure, maybe I can defend my own safety or maybe I can have a more social game that's going to continue to move me forward and create bonds regardless of how much people like or do not like me. I always wanted to be seen, oh my God, I always wanted to be seen as a tool because being a tool would get me to the next week. And you have to take this game in a week by week basis because my God, a minute is an hour, an hour is a day, a day is a week, is <laughs> a year in this game. So you have yeah. to be adaptable, but you have to understand what is going to be best about you that will get you further in the game. And yeah, I had no option but to be that until I was at the top in the end, those last few weeks. I I want to talk about um, post leftover a little bit. You know, we had Joseph 25 attorney law, we had right. clean, you know, we had, we had a few titles. It, 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 it was, it was giving. Um, I personally thought that the leftovers were really going to write it out to the end. You know, I know some people may say, you know, they like a little conflict, a little drama, but it makes the game bored. But I was like, whatever gets Taylor to the end, please. Let's just, <laughs> let's just let that happen. Let, let's, let's let that train ride. But then there is this kind of shift in these conversation about a potential cookout again. And, you know, it doesn't get brought forward until after Dyerfest. Uh, sorry, I was going to call it Dyerfest. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm curious what your reaction really was, because we saw a little bit of it, but feeds cut most of the time while the conversations were being had. And so I just wanted to hear from your perspective what that rundown was and what the conversations was post, like, finding out how you felt and then post that because I feel like there was a little bit of protection over specific players uh when all of that went down Hmm. so this had been going on for weeks uh unbeknownst to me for me and I understand why Terrence and Monty um you know at that point we were the only yeah we were only people of color only black people in the house I understand why they were frustrated by the timing. For me, if I am a person who does not engage with race, racism often, I'm a white person and I'm hearing hints about this, um, but I'm in a game, right? And it's not so overtly brought into the context of the game. It's not so specifically racist in this game. I'm not going to try to bring it into this game if it's not really there. If I don't think that there's something very tangible and concrete there. Now, when Direfest happens, let's really run through this. These conversations start happening with Michael and Brittany. I was not aware of how close Michael and Brittany were with Kyle, which was news to me. But if they're having those conversations, they're sitting on it and waiting because they just aren't so sure if it's really tangible enough to bring into the game. I understand that. Because I'm not going to try to make a game ugly and messy about race when we just had the cookout. That was a beautiful situation. I'm not going to try to make money this season because of some inkling I might have when we could just play the game. Now, Dire Fest happens. They think, okay, maybe if we don't think it's big enough to really bring into this house, maybe Kyle can just go home and it's not something that will ever have to be part of the game. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. My source of frustration 
is not even the timing of bringing it up after Michael secured his safety. Not my source of frustration is the timing of bringing it up or sorry, not using the veto on me. I thought it was very, very frustrating to visually leave me on the block next to a person who attempted to start an all white Alliance. Now I love Kyle down. Like he is a friend. He really is. And I'm not gonna say I don't agree with cancel culture. I think when somebody does something bad, like, yeah, you push them in a corner, you put a dunce cap on them and you sit them in a chair and you say, you idiot, look at what you've done. But the echo chamber of social media can be so overwhelming that mentally, like you can't drink from a fire hose. I have 27 years of my life to understand racism. This guy, look, he's 29, but he knows what he knows. He only knows what he knows. And I want to be someone who can support him in starting that journey I can't feed him like a frog raw goose on all this stuff. There is time and he has to be able to recover from how intense and scary the negative backlash is. And I mean, there are a lot of people in the world who are really coming for him. So I want him to not be in a position where he feels so beat down that he doesn't feel like he can start that journey. I want him to be in a position where he has people who love him, who look like me, who are willing to reach out a hand and say, here are resources that I understand. It's not my responsibility. I'll say that it's not my responsibility, but because I love Kyle, because I don't want him to run off to these corners that are going to reaffirm him, the corners that I'm pretty sure put him in that top three for AFP, I want him to look at those people that voted him and say, do not vote for me because of what you think that I did or what I did do. Like join me in going on this journey to become a better person. So when it comes to the gameplay, yes, I am. And I've talked to Michael about this and we were okay now, but I was very angry with having to sit on the block given the circumstances of the situation because me and Michael were both protected. And I was still as a black woman left to be left in a position of vulnerability when I should not have been left there. I should not have been left there. It's still like, it really, really upset me, but Michael is my friend and we have worked that out. Um, So that is dead. That is done. But the optics of it made me very angry. And with Kyle, again, you know, he is someone who is going through the more emotional aspect of grappling with who he is in that time and taking the steps forward to become a better person. So I love him. I trust that he will. And I am going to hold his hand as he walks this journey. Now, there's another thing I want to say about this Um, when it comes to Terrence. Mm -hmm. To just say that keeping Kyle is better for your game. Just say that. Yeah. I can respect yeah. that a lot more than going around the house and saying, maybe this, why don't we coddle this 29 year old white man? Why don't we coddle his emotions and feelings and keep him here so he can use all of us to learn from us and get rid of the one black woman, one woman of color that's still in this house. Let's sacrifice a woman of color so that this white man can learn and grow. That, I think that's worth it. Yeah. To actively campaign about that throughout the house, I think that that is just unbelievably low and dirty, and it it's very very hurtful. Um, because I know that Terrence has said and done some very vile things in regards mm-hmm. to me in the game, but he always came to me and tried to relate to me on a matter of race. Mm-hmm. And the next week when he was on the block, he's sitting next to Alyssa saying, I don't like the optics. I don't like the optics. We're always sacrificing black women for white women or black men for white women. Cause that's just the nature of our history. Who are you to tell me that when you were doing actively campaigning for the same thing? Mm-hmm. to happen? You, you were 
it happened. You were driving it a week ago. I'm not going to sacrifice myself to save you. Is that not the history of what we do with black women all the time? Sacrifice our existence, our dignity to save the reputation and existence of black men. I was not going to let that happen. You're not going to disrespect me like that in this game and think I'm going to save you. You don't get to guilt me into that. So mm-hmm. that there were some very, very interesting moments throughout this game where I had to stand up, not just as a black person, not just as a woman, but as a black woman. Mm-hmm. You're not going to separate that from me. Right. So that's where I stand on that. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit. Thank you also for that. that. Thank you for digging in so deep on all of that. I think that's that's a all really great answer. And I think it's going to be really great for those listening to this to hear because I don't know that. I mean, we haven't obviously gotten a chance to listen to all of your interviews yet today, but I don't know that we've really gotten a chance to hear you address it so candidly. So we, we really appreciate it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Direfest really quickly and just some of the narrative that was given to you about Joseph once he left the house and he wasn't able to give you his side. Have you been able to unpack that a little bit? Have you been able to kind of decipher what was real, what was not real? Have you been able to kind of think through some of the reasons why maybe some of the people that came back into the house were feeding you this narrative? And have you been able to have any conversations about that? Or are you just going to kind of put that away for now, see how it all plays out on the show and then go from there? Yeah, I think um, the relationships that I have with the people who are at Direfest, um, I still, like, this is one of the things that just really impacts me physically. And I will say this, there are so many things in the house, like, you know, fight or flight reaction in the real world. That is very real when you're in the Big Brother house. There are some things that will just trigger you and your body will literally tense up and start shaking. You sit on that block, your knees will start knocking. I understand the term knees knocking until I was sitting on that block. (laughs) Even when I was next to Kyle and I felt safe, my knees were knocking. I was like, now Taylor, you know you're not going anywhere now. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but Dire Fest and when it comes to Dire Fest and Joseph, I, I like, have a physical reaction to the narrative that was sold to me mm. because I would not have done personal things in that house had the things that I've been told not been shared with me later in that game yeah um joseph joseph is very very special to me because he refused to believe a larger narrative that was pushed about me in the game and it is very easy to pile on one person in the big brother house especially that first week it's not me going home okay um but Joseph continued to reach out a hand and take his time with me, even though I'm an introvert. He took his time with me to understand that the narrative that was being pushed was not true. Mm-hmm. And he would always say to me, don't lose yourself to the game. There were moments where, I, and when my, during my HOH, I was ready to put Jasmine on the block and send her home. I said, don't do it, Taylor. Don't lose yourself to the game. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And there were not many people in the house who were willing to see me as I was. So having set up a final five, really a final three with Joseph, waiting for him to come back into the game, being scared to death that for some reason he'd be gone and not Kyle and having people come into the house and not make it about game, but go very, very personal mm-hmm. in, uh, in the lies that they told me. Like those were not lies told to me to make me change decisions about the game. There were lies told to me to hurt me. Yeah. And, yep. and I don't know you know, I offered Alyssa a lot of grace the week that she was going home. And I kept telling her, I think we're really good friends coming out of the house. We're so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but to 
to know how far she and Terrence went to hurt me that week when it wasn't necessary. I, I don't know if I'll be able to extend that arm because Joseph is someone who has done so much for me and he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were already hurting, right? He was gone. So you were hurting yeah. on that. And then they piled on top of that hurt that was already existing to kind of like sully the narrative around this person who's really special to you. It was hard for us to watch for sure. I, I yeah. didn't deserve, there's a lot of things I didn't deserve, but when yeah. you're down, I was being like kicked in the gut, really kicked mm-hmm. in the gut. I didn't serve that. That was really hurt. Yeah. And and that's why I say, like, we stand jailer, and I hope that y'all just, you know, work on y'all, take it day by day. It's still early, but we're excited to see that blossom. We're ready for the U.S. Weekly, like, photo shoot, Taylor. I'm telling you, we're ready for it already. (laughs) We'll give y'all some time. But, you know, our time is becoming, like, very limited with you. So I have, like, one last question. It kind of, like, wraps up, like, the in-game finale. And I just want to ask you, like, you know, we saw in your confession that you say you would have, um, if you would have won, you would have evicted Turner. Um, but, you know, finale night brings out different types of emotion, different type of feelings, like leading up to that. What was your thought process going into the finale? Um, who you would have chose when Monty chose you? What was your thought process? And wrap us up with that amazing finale speech and how you ate up the interview. He brought a pageant girl to the interview. Come on. <laughs> to interview the game. It's crazy. <laughs> <Don't matter. laughs> so let's talk about that, baby. Not just stopping your own damn foot. Mm. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to see it. Okay, I do want to clear up one thing. I... <laughs> I patted him on the thigh or the knee right before I said speech. Yeah. I, I said, good job. And I meant that. That was not to be condescending. I got online and people were like, ooh, she was shady because she knew she was about to eat him up. I was like, no, no. Like, I'm really good. Like, good job. <laughs> we're in this together. Like, it's, it's an even fight. Here we go. You did you did right. a good job. And then I stood up and chewed him up and sat him out, apparently. So, <laughs> when I mean um, chew, baby. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start with what the final thing would look like. I yeah. truly, in my core, because I was someone that did not win part one or part two of the HOH comp, truly to my core, I thought that this jury would be convinced that the only way to win this game was based on resume, regardless of the personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And if I were to win this game, I thought that that jury was going to give more credit to Turner for bigger moves in this game than they would to Monty. So I would have taken Monty to the end. And, okay. you know, Personally, there is something where I would love to see a black woman and a black man sit next to each other in the final two. I was really upset with X last year when he didn't do it with Aza. I think it was very clear he was going to beat Aza, but that's besides the point. So, well, my first time watching. It was my first time watching the season, so I didn't know. I didn't understand. <laughs> So that was my thought point. So I was um, glad that he and I worked out that final two. And I think our final two was more honest for him because he felt like it would be a back it up. She's Mm -hmm. not going to. Yeah. I felt that I had a slim chance if I'm sitting next to Monty. He's got stronger and I've been stronger relationships with people on the jury. He's got the resume. People thought he'd be a winner from day one when he walked in the house. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking if I have any chance, it's because Terrence feels guilty and he feels like he owes me a vote for the way he treated me in the house. And that was a long shot, right? I'm like, maybe it'll be five to four. Maybe. Like, he's got Kyle. He's going to have Turner. He's going to have this person, that person. He's going to have everybody. So I'm just like, I'm praying. Hang on. I'm busy. Um, I'm just praying up and down that I'm actually going to have this opportunity to win the game, but I just don't think that it's there. So... All I could do 
let's talk honestly about my long-term experience in this game. Talk mm. honestly about the reasons why I came to the game. Point to moments where I defended other people's game at the expense of my own and still came out victorious. Point mm. to the reasons where I was belittled, berated, degraded, put in impossible situations and still managed to get forward in the game. That's why I said, yeah, Monty's got more blood in his hands, but I have bled out the most. I have pints of blood behind me. Yes. But I'm still here. I am stone up and I might have like hobbled my way here, but I got <laughs> and look at all the people whose heads are chopped off and hanging on the wall behind me. Exactly. It's not because of the things that he did when it came to comps and wins. It's because of seeds that I was able to plant to ensure my own safety mm. and to make sure that other people made moves that I wanted them to make that were going to protect me and get other people out of the house. This game is about influence. Yeah. It's not like moves like people want to say. It's not like a big yeah. moves, even though we kept hearing people say, someone's got to make a big move. No. <laughs> yeah. The big move is the subtlety that starts a domino effect to get one person to think that they are a martyr. Yeah. And I was the person that was able to flick gently the domino that got yeah. the big results. So yeah. people want to say, it takes analysis to get there. Mm-hmm. But I did it. And I had to carry a lot to be able to do it. Mm. And that is what my speech was. It was pointing out all the moments that they counted me out. It was pointing out, pointing out all the moments that they did not want to get me farther, but I did in spite of their efforts to get me out of the game. And it points to the hypocrisy of the game, the biases that we have against women, the biases that we have against people of color, women of color, black women in this game. It was about a larger purpose. What does this winner represent for season 24, what does this winner represent for the trajectory of the game? And I said, I challenge you to make the decision of what the rest of this game can look like. And thankfully, it is me. I'm not going to be a player that people said, oh, I wonder what would happen to the game if we acknowledge the type of play that she made. No, she won and she changed the game. Mm. Still gives me chills to hear him say you bled out. Like, I'm like, say it again. Oh, it's the most incredible speech. The the Hellraisers, the blockbuster, like, you ate. I'm sorry, you ate. (laughs) My my Twitter username is, not username, but my name is the blockbuster. I had to, I had to switch it for you. I had to. It was too good. It was too good. You ate, really. That speech ate. No problem left. Shady because I was like, everyone who sat next to me has gone home. Sorry, Monty. I mean, that was incredible. Such an iconic. It was incredible. incredible. Um, I was like, I didn't have to do that. Not now. No, but we're glad you did. (laughs) You know, we've unfortunately run out of time, Taylor, but. My God, thank you so much for having uh, even sitting here talk with us this long. Um, Been looking forward to this all day. So we're just so grateful for you and your inclusion in Big Brother. You're such a unique winner. And just thank you for having this amazing interview with us. We have so many more things we want to ask. So hopefully we can see you here again sometime in the future. But um, thank you so much. I'll have to ask twice. Thank you. (laughs) Again, all of the work that you did on the outside helped me do the work that I was doing on the inside. So let's keep up the good fight. Don't let up. We love you. Thank you so much. The queen of all of Big Brother, not just 24. Come on now. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Um, If you are interested, please look at the end credits. We actually link some other Black podcasters and um, other content creators who do Big Brother. So check them out as well. Um, But until next time, have a good one. Bye. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. 
Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.